Welcome to the Driving for Better Business podcast. In this series, we're celebrating women working in transport, fleet management and road safety. And today, I'm very pleased to be here with Astrid van der Berg, Head of Road Safety at Holcim. Astrid, welcome to the podcast. Now, you have a really interesting career history. How did you get into transport safety and specifically road safety? Well, Anne-Marie, thank you so much for having me on to the podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. For me, I've worked in logistics nearly all my working life, and I even married into a logistics family, which meant I held down any imaginable role in, in transport, because in a small family firm, you have to be willing to tackle any jobs. So and this resulted in me working as a transport manager, maintenance manager, customer service, sales, but also as a driver in my so-called spare time. And this meant that I saw up close what a difference safety awareness makes to drivers' personal lives. If you give drivers the tools to make the right decisions behind the wheel, this will really help to make a difference to them and to make sure that they go home to their families at the end of the working day or the end of the working week. Um, This gives me really a lot of job, job satisfaction. And I think this mantra of giving drivers those tools to make those right decisions behind the wheel has been my guide all throughout my career, I think. That's brilliant. So what part of road safety really gives you the most pleasure? You've talked about giving drivers the tools. What kind of tools have you seen that really work well? Well, I think certainly in uh, Holtzim, we operate in such a diverse market and uh, we take it for granted here in, in Europe and in the UK that uh, people know how to drive the truck when they are behind the wheel. But that is not always the case in, in other markets, such as uh, sub-Saharan Africa or, or India. So for me, it's really been, been a three-pronged approach. So first of all, we train drivers. Um, to make sure that they have the knowledge and the skills to operate the vehicle, to tackle um, the the road situations. We um, have uh, IVMS or telematics installed in vehicles so that we monitor driving behavior. And then, and this to me is the absolute most important crucial point, is then we give feedback to the drivers. So we Uh, talk through them and say, okay, look, you had some harsh braking here, you had some speeding there, what happened, how how did it happen, and how could you prevent this from happening in the future, so that they really have this awareness in their head that, yeah, I can have an influence on the outcome of my driving day. That's really interesting, and I think you're right, that feedback bit at the end of all of that, it's not about trying to catch people out, it's just about trying to raise their knowledge and understanding of what they do on the road actually has an influence on everybody else on the road as well. We all share that road space. Exactly, exactly. And I think what's really important as well is not just that when drivers have infringements that you coach them, that you retrain them. But what's even more important to me is that we celebrate successes. If a driver does well, uh, that it is recognized. Um, And if a driver does exceptionally well, that it is also rewarded with a driver of the month or of the year program um, with maybe some financial rewards. But, you know, even a good student likes to hear that they're doing well. It's not just about pulling up the ones that are uh, that might be underperforming. You're absolutely right, Astrid. We all perform better when we know that what we're doing is appreciated and valued, especially when we get it right. Yeah. You talked about sub-Saharan work. Tell me a little bit about the Women on Wheels project. What's the aim of that programme? 
Yes, this project has been so interesting. And uh, when I first learned about it, it was very much uh, an, an idea um, of uh, our um, EXCO member for uh, sustainability and uh, innovation. And uh, we had a, an inaugural program in Uganda where we try to increase diversity in our truck driver population. They at the time had decided they want to operate uh, their own fleet um, as opposed to subcontracting everything out uh, in terms of transportation of cement. And right from the beginning, they said, well, let's create parity in terms of diversity in our truck driver population. Um, this program has been a huge success. Um, we want to, you know, the, the, the aim of the program is not just to influence country management teams so that they understand that women are even an option to hire when it comes to large goods vehicle drivers, but we want to make it a, a global approach where we embed search, hire and retention of women drivers into our recruitment strategy. Really, in the end, I think what we're doing is to try and fight the myth. There's absolutely no reason why nowadays women shouldn't be uh, truck drivers. The days are over where uh, trucks become, you know, are, are these unwieldy beasts that require huge force to operate. But of course, at the same time saying that, we do need to be aware that there are still some challenges um, when we hire women truck drivers. Uh, the first and foremost one, of course, being the one of safety and security. We need to make sure that there is safe parking, rest houses, or where that's not possible that we have home at night trips. And, and also in terms of emergencies, if there's a breakdown, do we know if there's an adequate response time uh, to get to those women when there is a problem? And, and also work-life balance, you know, ensuring flexibility when it comes to making arrangements for childcare, family commitments. And, and my personal number one concern is, is hygiene and are there decent bathrooms or are there even any bathrooms for women to use when they are on the road, because it's not like you could just go in the bushes, right? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to us at Tolsim, really, it is the logical way forward. And to take it then one step further, we have the program now in a number of countries and it, it's going well and it, it's growing and we're hoping to double the number of female truck drivers by the end of this year. But in Uganda, where we had that inaugural program, they've now moved to phase two so to speak, and have decided not just to have gender parity in their own fleet, but they're now working with their major transport partners to achieve the same there, because they found uh, that when they analyzed their data, that the business case is overwhelmingly there in favor of the female drivers. I mean, mm -hmm. apart from the safety aspect, uh, where they've seen uh, a 7% increase in kilometers without any violations, such as speeding or harsh braking acceleration, but they also seen a 6% better fuel consumption, 15% lower maintenance costs, 12% better turnaround time. And the customers really, they, they, they love it. They're specifically requesting our female drivers to come and deliver their product because they know it will arrive in full and on time. And what's more, it will arrive with a smile. Excellent. That sounds a fantastic project. So partnership and collaboration has been a big part of your role. How have you seen collaboration improve those safety outcomes? Yes, I mean, you can't do everything yourself. And working with the experts has really helped us to achieve a better result. And particularly, for example, in the Women on Wheels program, we have to work closely together with lots of different organizations to build the credibility of the program. 
Um, in some countries, we work, for example, with uh, the reputable training schools or with uh, truck manufacturers or government bodies, trade associations, NGOs to uh, create this partnership that means that the program can be built in the country. It makes it more sustainable in the long term, too, when each party has a, a vested interest to making it a success. So, for example, in South Africa, we work with a truck manufacturer and a training school. And at the end of the driving training for the women, they will then receive business acumen training. And then after that, we will uh, help them to set themselves up in business with, for example, favorable truck financing rates. We give them a contract for a couple of years work just to get their business started. And all parties win in this story. We win, we have reliable transporters, the truck manufacturer wins, the driving school wins, they get more business. And of course the women themselves also win because they have all the tools to make it a success. That's fantastic. I love the idea that as well as creating jobs it's actually creating opportunities and growth it's not going to stagnate it's going to expand and help people all over um, in those countries what are the personal stories from women on wheels oh there's so many personal stories and i love to hear them this is the best bit about my job when you receive messages uh via you know, even the son of a, of a lady truck driver in Mexico reached out to me to say, hey, I saw your profile on Facebook, just wanted to let you know, it was my mom that you spoke to, and she just loves to be a truck driver. But, you know, the two stories that really stand out for me um, are in those countries where you really might least expect a woman to be a truck driver. Um, in Kenya, for example, um, I spoke to a lady and she said she had three children, one was at university, one was at secondary school, and one is still in primary school. And she was so proud to tell me that she was independent. She was on her own raising her family, but she was able, because of the truck driving job, because it being a regular consistent income, she was able to pay for all of their school fees. And she was so proud to make their lives better. And it made me feel so proud as well. That's then, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then I just love the story as well of one of the uh, female truck drivers in, in Uganda. And apparently um, she kept seeing this particular police officer by the side of the road who kept observing her. Uh, nearly every day she drove past this particular point and nearly every day this police officer was there. And eventually one day she was stopped and she fully expected it to be, you know, papers, insurance, etc., the usual producer. But instead, she was offered a, a basket with um, food and some drinks by this police officer. And he was telling her that he was observing her because he had never seen a female truck driver <laughs> in his life. And he was just so pleased to see it. And these women are really breaking the bias. That sounds brilliant. And as well as building resilience um, for those families. Um, I love the way that it's changing perspectives. It's making people think. How do you think that's been received in these communities, the, the changing of the perspectives? I think it's been received very positively, um, particularly uh, because, uh, because of the opportunities, because of the growth um, uh, that it is creating in those communities and the fact that it makes these women independent. Mm. Um, we are now even, uh, venturing into 
the Middle East and uh, in one of the countries where we're operating in the Middle East, they are now actively looking at um, setting up the program there, which to me would be the most incredible thing ever to have uh, a Women on Wheels program in, in that type of cultural environment. But it's very much changing that perspective um, that uh, you know, women should be staying at home, looking after the family. And I think in all those communities, people are realizing that is not necessarily the case anymore. Women can do this. Mm. That's brilliant. Um, Astrid, if people want to find out more about Women on Wheels and Holsim, where can they go to find more information? Yes, we have a, a website, uh, holsim.com. And if you type, uh, type in, for example, Women on Wheels or Uganda, you will find that story that I was uh, talking about uh, at the beginning. Um, and um, all the information should be there. Alternatively, of course, I'd be more than happy for people to uh, find me on LinkedIn and ping me a message, and I'd be very uh, happy to share what we do and exactly how we structured it with anyone. That's brilliant. Thanks, Astrid. Sharing these things is so important because that's how we learn. Brilliant. So I've been here today um, with Astrid van der Burt. We've been talking about Holosim. We've been talking about Women on Wheels, changing perspectives. If you want to find out more, please visit the Driving for Better Business website, drivingforbetterbusiness.com, with lots more information and stories. Astrid, thank you so much, and we'll see you very soon. Brought to you by Driving for Better Business.